You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 102. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 102nd time listening, welcome back. We are so happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. And if you are interested in joining our free community, you can go to bit.ly slash HSE Slack or text how does she do it as one word to 444-999 and you will be sent the link to join. We are in the Slack community. We're talking to each other every day. We're engaging. This is where you find out about information even before I put it on the podcast. It's free. It's accessible on the web. It's accessible on the phone. And it's a great group of women in there so far. And we're about to start a book club. So hop on in there, go to bit.ly slash H as in how, S as in she, E as in elevates Slack or text how does she do it as one word to 444-999 and you will be added to the community. So with that, let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. If you are feeling stuck in your career or unsure about what move you need to make next, or if you feel like you're unfulfilled and you know that there's more you could be doing with your gifts and with your purpose that God has called you to, I encourage you to schedule a short call with me. In a 10-minute call, we can figure out where you are right now, where you want to be, and how we may be able to work together to move you forward. If you go to bit.ly slash 10tiff, again, that's bit.ly slash the number 10, T-I-F-F, then you will be able to schedule a short call with me and we can figure out where you are right now and make sure that you can build up your faith and your confidence to get you to the next step. I look forward to talking to you soon. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending that you invest in yourself. When I say invest in yourself, I also mean that you find people who are qualified to do the things that you need help with, and then you find them and you invest in them. Because by investing in people who are skilled at what they do and who have something and information and a process and access to resources that you need... By investing in them, you're investing in yourself. You're investing in yourself because you are learning from them, therefore, therefore gaining information for yourself, but also you are freeing up your time and your energy resources to not try to learn and master or be good at something that you are not good at, <laughs> something that you should not be spending your time investing in. And this is just a very big picture example. But I'm in the process of moving from one apartment to another. And I am about to, I'm in the process of purging and getting rid of stuff, packing up my stuff. On the day of, 
there are people who are skilled at moving. They're skilled at breaking down furniture, packing up boxes into a vehicle of some sort and transporting it from one place to another. And then they are skilled at taking the stuff from the vehicle and placing it inside of the place that you're moving to. I could try to do that myself or elicit the support of people, friends, people who care about me and who would be willing to be paid with a meal of some sort in order to help me move. But by making the investment in the professionals and the people who are skilled at the packing and the moving and the carrying of the things, I am freeing up my time and my energy and my resources in that process by not even worrying about how am I going to secure a van or a truck or all of those things when it comes to the day of my move. So just an example of the value and the importance of investing in yourself and investing in people, tools, resources, things that will help you get further in specific areas of your life that you are not currently skilled or knowledgeable in, nor should you spend your time trying to get skilled and knowledgeable in those things. Invest in yourself by also investing in services, people who are skilled at the thing and the area that you're trying to fill the gap in. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. Last week in episode 101, we talked about seasons and we talked about making sure that you were paying attention to the season that you are in and picking up kind of on where just my thoughts left off. Sometimes there is a season that will require you to invest in yourself in ways that you do not typically do or maybe have not even done before. So if you're talking about investing in a financial planner, investing in a coach, investing in a nutrition expert investing in movers to help you, you know, do things that you are not typical, typically capable of doing yourself, right? You have to discern where you are and what that season is. And there will be a lot of probably anxiety, resistance, all kinds of things that will come up when you are in the process of doing something that you've never done before. But what we in kind of continuing with this theme of paying attention to the season that you are in last week we talked about what are some things that you can do to become aware of the season that you're in and how to find value in whatever season it is whether it's a season of abundance or it's a winter slash struggle season as we talked about this week i wanted to talk about the importance of being open to whatever is happening in that season. And this is something that I prayed back in September. And I'm going to tell you how I know that date. So, and the fa- the way that this thing came full circle, I didn't even realize how full circle it was until I opened up my notebook to kind of put together the concrete thoughts for this episode. So Back in September of last year, I had an opportunity to connect with a company that does coaching based in, you know, based overseas and just talked about different things that we're doing, different things that they're doing. And they offered me an opportunity to speak at an event that they were hosting here in the States. 
And when this opportunity presented itself, it was super exciting. It was, I was so grateful for it. And this note, I actually wrote down in my prayer journal. This is one of the reasons why I advocate for not just praying out loud, but also documenting your prayers in some way that you can go back and review them because it will show you where, like you'll be able to chart the path and the way that God has answered your prayers or shifted your direction in some way. So I prayed a prayer on September 21st, 2018. I don't know why I'd say 2018, September 21st last year. And in looking at the prayer, I'm reading it now. And I, in the process, came to this, like this realization that my hands were open and in another notebook. So I had this prayer journal and then I had another notebook. I have titled open hands in the notebook. And I wrote my prayer and physical position on September 21st, 2018. And so what I want to talk about today. And so the reason why this came up was because yesterday in my prayer, I found myself also reciting and being intentional about having my hands open and going through what having open hands means. And in the context of thinking about the season that you are in, it is important that you keep your hands open. And I'm about to tell you why. But before we get into that, I want to just review the verses from Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses... 1 through 8. Now, a little context here. Ecclesiastes, what comes before Ecclesiastes chapter 3 are two chapters where David is kind of reviewing the, actually, no, it's not David, it's Solomon, excuse me, is reviewing all of the, like a lot of different things that he has done and experienced. And he is talking about like chapter 1 in Ecclesiastes is titled, All is Vanity, the chapter, a part of the next subsection of the chapter is called vanity, the vanity of wisdom. Chapter two is titled the vanity of self-indulgence chapter, part of chapter three, chapter two, rather the vanity of living wisely, the vanity of toil. So it's clear that Solomon is in this like reflective state. He's reflecting on all the things that he's done, the things that he's seen, how he asked for all this wisdom. And he also sought to fulfill pleasure in any way that he wanted to and all kinds of things. And then he gets to chapter three and he's talking about a time for everything. That's the sub, that's the subtitle of chapter three. And again, I'm going to read these verses so that you can, you know, just to plant the context for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear down and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And so if bringing this all together in thinking about the the message and the wisdom from this particular passage there you have to be prepared and ready 
to adjust and reposition depending on what time and season you are in. There will be a time for mourning. There will be a time for dancing. There will be a time to gather stones and there'll be a time to cast them away, right? So you have to be poised and ready to make an adjustment depending on what season and what time is called. And when I thought about open hands and when I thought about the symbolic and an actual practical value of what it means to have open hands, I came up with three three things that having open hands positions and poises you to do. And the first thing is that having open hands positions you to work, first and foremost, for God's kingdom and for his glory. The second thing that having open hands gives you the opportunity to do, it gives you the opportunity to give, literally. So it, it, you, when your hands are open, you can then move forward to giving something, giving to others, serving others. But having open hands also gives you the opportunity to receive, to receive God's blessings, to receive an assignment, to receive a blessing from someone else, to take something in towards you. It gives you an opportunity to to just receive something in a different way. If you ever try some, if someone tries to hand you something with a closed fist, you can't take that thing. If you have your hands full of, if you're carrying grocery bags, for example, and your hands are full, but you try to pick up your cell phone or pick up your purse or pick up something else when your hands are already full with other things, you are not able to receive something else. So what I want to ask you is, are your hands open or are your hands closed? And I will note that your hands being closed is not necessarily a bad thing based on, again, Ecclesiastes 3, if it's a season when maybe you shouldn't be ready to receive anything because you're filled to capacity or you need to just make use of what you currently have. But are you aware of an open or closed hands posture? And if you are, if your hands are closed in the sense that you are resistant, are you are you trying, are you rejecting things that you need to be open to, right? And so I want you to think about opening up your hands and the value of even in your prayer posture, even in your time of worship and your time of, of just being open to just communing with God, open your hands and feel your energy will shift. So this is again a different type of episode, different type of conversation, but when I had this when I had this this prayer yesterday in advance of and it wasn't until this morning that I realized this. The first prayer again was about this conversation I had with this company and then yesterday was another opportunity that I had with this company and the same concept came up again. Being open, being open to work, being open to give, being open also to receive, being open to serve and being mindful at are my fists closed? Think about a time when you are under stress or under pressure and maybe clenching your fist is not a is not one of your ticks if you will but think about what it means when your fist is clenched think about what it means when your hand is closed you are probably tense you are rejecting you're you're resisting something or you're preparing to defend yourself you're preparing to ward something off and that's not to say that you don't need to do that cuz sometimes you might have to lay hands on people or situations people spirit situations so i'm not in, uh, endorsing violence here. Just saying. 
<laughs> Sometimes your hands need to be closed. But if you're if you are so tense in your current season that you are not willing to relax in order to open up to what God might be trying to give to you, if your hands are too closed, you might not be have enough room to receive something that is meant for you in this season. So I want to encourage you to have open hands, have an open hand posture, an open hand to work. Again, work for God's glory, for his for his kingdom be prepared to do things right you have to to pick up a a shovel to pick up a pen to pick up a microphone you have to first what open your hands in order to do that thing to put yourself forward to give to others. I can't give you something if my hands are filled with my own stuff, with my own mess. I don't have anything to give to other people. But if I open up my hands to release something that I'm holding on to, to then be able to give something else to somebody else, now I've created an opportunity for that exchange. And if I also open up my hands to receive something, if I am too closed off, if I am clenched up in and holding on to stuff that I need to let go, I will not be able to open up and receive something, someone, an assignment, an opportunity, a word from someone who is meant to give it to me. Because what we have to also think about is our, we are meant to serve and give to others, right? Our primary call is to serve and be of service to other people, to work for God's glory and for his kingdom. But we are also, there are people who are designed to do that work to bless you. And you have to be positioned to receive the blessing, right? You can't just say, well, the blessings are going to come to me. They And they might, but if you're not paying attention to them, if you're not preparing your your ground for them, if you will, so that they can take root and grow, then you're going to miss the opportunity. So you have to also, in addition to being ready to give, you also have to be open to receiving. And that is a that is an exercise in humility. That is an exercise in, in, in being willing to our conversation earlier about investment, to be willing to be poured into such that you can then pour out for someone else. One of the things that you hear you hear often is that i can't pour from an empty cup right my cup has to be filled as well i have to be willing to be filled up by others and be inspired by others if i am expected to also then have something to give all give out to the people who i am called to serve so you have to be willing to give yourself be humble enough be gracious enough and to be kind enough to yourself to let others pour into you let others give to you I I remember when I was in college, it was probably my, I think it might've been my junior year. And I was in this, I was in a relationship at the time that was um, somewhat, I don't want to call it tumultuous, but it was a lot of back and forth, a lot of arguing, whatever. And one day my friends wrote me a letter and the the main gist of the letter, and I actually still have it. The main gist of the letter was that you can't let you can't be there for other people and not let people be there for you because I was someone and still am someone who is willing to support others, willing to be there, be the ear, be the shoulder, be the person who rolls up with a black hoodie and takes off your earrings. Like I'm that, I'm that person for the people in my life. But at the time I did not let people in into the emotional challenges that I was having. I did not let other people support me. 
And the people who were in my life recognized that. And that is a was a point of not contention because they came to me in kindness, but it would have created a rift in our relationship had I not begun to recognize that in the same way that we allow ourselves to give to other people, we have to also allow other people to give to us. And as women of color, as black women, that is often one of the things that we struggle with the most. So many of my conversations with my clients involve their time talking about, you know, for 30, 40 years, I've been giving to other people. And now I'm finally deciding it's time to take time for myself. And you have to get into that practice. It doesn't mean that you blow off other people and just go into a selfish season, but taking time for yourself in service of yourself such that you can be in service to other people is not selfish. That is an expectation. That is kindness. That is allowing yourself to be blessed by others such that you can serve and bless others. So I want you to think about your posture? Are you living with open hands? Are you living in a way that you can open your hands up to do the work that God has called you to, to serve his kingdom and for his glory? Are you open to, are you open your, opening your hands to give to others and to serve others? And are you also opening your hands to receive what God has for you, be it from him directly or from other people who are called to also serve and give to you? And are you opening your spirit to receive the downloads from the Holy Spirit? That's also something I want you to think about. So remember, we talked about Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. We talked about the posture of having open hands. And I want you to think about what you are open to in this season. I want you to think about what you need to be open to, but may be resisting in this season. Again, think about that clenched fist, right? If your hands are closed and they should be open, like I'm not talking about, again, a time for everything. Maybe this is a season for you where you have received too much and you need to kind of just take a step back and just like debrief and kind of open up a little bit. But if this is, if there is something that you are being resistant to right now, what is that thing? And send me a message. Hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Tiff South, Tiff with two Fs. Also join the Slack community. Join us at bit.ly slash H as in how, S as in she, E as in elevates Slack. Or you can text how does she do it as one word to 444-999 and you will receive the link to join the community there. I cannot wait to have you. We are having great conversations. We're encouraging each other. We're pouring into each other and we are adding and even reflecting on the podcast episodes kind of as they happen. So with that, I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.